When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Having It All, a podcast that explores the question, can we really have it all in life? My name is Matthew Bivens, and I believe that having it all means viewing life through a lens of abundance and love. You see, it's not about having anything, but instead about how we experience ourselves, other people, and life itself. In this podcast, my guests and I explore what having it all and creating your ideal life actually look like. We talk about the joy and contentment when you feel like you have it all, however it is that you define it. And we also talk about the profound and sometimes uncomfortable situations that you frequently must go through in order to create that ideal life. My goal with this podcast is that you walk away from each episode with new lessons that you can apply to your life, as well as real, raw stories of what having it all can look like. I want to spark the flame in your mind that asks, what does it look like to have it all in my life? So... With that, join me in having it all. My guest today is Kimberly Rich. Now, I was inspired to connect with Kimberly and have her on the show after I heard her podcast and really after seeing the title of the podcast, which is the Bold Life Movement Podcast. I wanted to learn what a bold life looked like and felt like from Kimberly's perspective, and I am very, very excited to jump into that with her. So Kimberly is the founder of the Bold Life Movement and the host of the Bold Life Movement podcast, uh, where she interviews inspiring people each week to show what is possible when you start living life on your own terms. Through the Bold Life Movement, she coaches people to overcome excuses that have been holding them back in life and helps her clients to create strategies for embracing their fears, to move from where they are to where they want to be in life. Powerful, powerful stuff. I know that Kimberly and I have a lot of alignments and synergies. And um, with that, I want to welcome Kimberly to the show. Kimberly. Thank you. Hi, Matthew. How are you? I am well. How are you being today? Oh, I like that. I'm being really good. I'm really pumped to be on the on the show with you and and to connect and just, you know, learn what more we have in common. So I'm stoked. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's a lot in, um, just how we approach life and view life and being bold and, and vulnerable and, and pursuing 
freedom for ourselves. And these are all things that we're going to dive into. But when I was, you know, when I was first exposed to you and first was learning about you, um, I was attracted to those things because those are things that really resonate with me in my life. Totally. So where I want to start with this is I want you to tell us a little bit about what you currently do, because I think it's really, really interesting. Sure. So um, to get to that, I want to give a little bit of a background, if that's okay, for anyone who's not familiar with me or my brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, About three years ago, I quit my corporate job, probably a similar story to a lot of your listeners. I was overworked, underpaid, and knew there was something better for me out there. And I made a switch one day and just started pursuing everything and anything I could that would lead me to owning a business or working remotely or anything that allowed me to travel full time and not be stuck to a desk. So I set a six month timeline for myself that I would make this happen by. And it actually came to fruition within about three months. And I won't, I won't dive into that too much. People can get more information on my site. But since then, I lived abroad for a couple years. I got into a serious relationship and came back to the States to um, be with my dog again, which I was telling you a little bit earlier offline. Yeah. And that was probably the point that things really started to shift and send me down you know, the path that I've, that I've come to now, which is coaching people on living bigger, bolder, better lives on their own terms. And the way that that happened is, you know, I came back to the States and within a month, my boyfriend had broken up with me and I lost my job all in the same week. And it was really, really tough. Like, super, super tough. As you can imagine, I didn't know where to live. I didn't know how I was going to pay for an apartment on my own. Um, it was, it was a struggle. And from there, you know, I emerged, I guess you could say to like pursue things that I felt fulfilled by to pursue things that made me happy that had nothing to do with a job or, or another person. It had to do with me and what I could contribute. Mm -hmm. And so now I have created the bold life movement where my intention is really just to empower people to step out from the people pleasing, the, the saying yes, when you mean no, you know, the following of the scripts and just do what they want and live the kind of life that they want to be living. And I've always found that doing that in my own life served me really well. So I want to empower other people to feel comfortable to do that and not be, not be scared. So what that looks like is, um, three or six month coaching packages, one-on-one with me where, we create strategies and plans to, like you said, get people from where they are to where they want to be. I love that. I love the you know being bold in life. And talk to me a little bit about what it what it looked like in your life before you were making those bold moves. Because you, you mentioned following scripts and saying yes when you really mean no. Now, do you have examples of that in your life when you were doing those things that you're now coaching people on? Totally. Um, coming out of college, I had said the one job I would never do was cold call. Uh, I just knew that I would hate it. And two months out of college, that was the job that I got. And I spent two and a half years there and it was really, I mean, it was first job out of college, 2008. It was difficult to get hired at that time. So I just took whatever I could, but I would cry every day driving home from work. I was completely miserable. Um, that was probably one of the hardest times of my entire life. And 
I was there because I simply did what I thought I was supposed to do. I got mm. the job and I drove to work every day, an hour both ways, you know. And it was it wasn't until I don't I finished reading for a work week, I swear, and it just clicked yeah. in my head that everything I'd always wanted, that freedom to travel, the flexibility, things like that, totally possible. Like if other people can do it, I can do it. So that's what I try and help people understand through through my one-on-one coaching. That's powerful. There must have been some some interesting consequences in your body and just in who you were being when on the one hand you told yourself, I'm never going to get a job cold calling people. And then on the other and your reality was you were doing that thing that you said you would never do. Exactly that. Yeah. You know, how did how did that show up in the rest of your life? Well, it's interesting. I'm, I want to say two things about that, um, which I'm just now realizing. I'm a big um, proponent proponent of manifestation. Like I believe in it hardcore, yeah. the good and the bad things in your life. And I've never actually noticed that I was focusing so much on the job that I didn't want that I manifested that exact job into my life. Wow. So I just think that's kind of interesting to note. Um, and to answer your question more specifically, the way that it was affecting me, I probably had more anxiety in that time than any other time in my life. Like, you know, that, that feeling where you're just sort of spinning out of control and you're like, I can't control anything. Everything bad's happening to me. Um, you know, nothing I want ever comes to me. Just total, ugh, I like cringe just thinking about it. Cause I'm so not in that place anymore, but you know, that physically affects you. I was yeah. probably sick more than, than I have been since and. It's not a good place to be in. No one wants to be there. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I worked, uh, I chose to work with the company years ago, right after, out of college, um, which uh, I basically was kind of what, what you said in, in what I've, excuse me, what I've read on your website, working the 14 hour days, commuting, doing all that. And mm -hmm. I, looking back now, I can totally, totally see how it impacted my physical, spiritual, emotional, mental being. All of those, totally. all of those areas of life are impacted, and so um, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy that you went through that experience for you, but it is powerful to go through something like that and then be able to look back, see it for what it was, and then in your case, coach people through it as they go, go in their own lives. Totally. I mean, if I hadn't had the jobs that I'd had and gone through everything that I have, you know, been through, I wouldn't be able to relate to my clients as well. And I wouldn't, I mean, I just wouldn't be the person that I am today. So I'm yeah. definitely grateful for all the hard times, no matter how painful they were in the moment. Totally. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
And and one of the things that came up as you were describing sort of how you were relating to your experience is you were you were using basically victim language, like all the mm. things that is happening to you, all the things totally. that are happening to you. And however, just from what I know about you um, and what you're doing now, you, you've shifted that to more empowered language. And, you know, you just mentioned manifestation and being able to create uh, create your own experience in life. So is that something that was intentional? Did you have to look back at how you were playing a victim role and then switch that to become more proactive? You know, I think that it's something I've become more aware of as I've been on this self-improvement journey of my own. But it wasn't things that in the moment I knew I was necessarily doing, whether it was good or bad. You know, I'll give you an example. When I when I decided to move abroad, I was exposed to people and opportunities that I never would have been exposed to if I hadn't just shifted my focus. Like I, I genuinely feel I manifested the exact role that I was focusing my mind on. Had had no goals as far as finances. I just wanted to be able to live abroad amongst people that were valuing a four-hour work week type lifestyle, you know, or a location-independent lifestyle, I should say, and and travel a lot. And that was exactly what I created. And so, you know, looking back on on negative things that had happened in my life, I realized that I was perpetuating them by focusing on them. Mm. And I don't even know when when my awareness of that power came came into being but yeah. I, I am thankful for it <laughs> totally I feel more empowered because of it for sure yeah absolutely it makes me think of you know in, in the title of this show having it all um, as I was I was, I was talking you and I were talking before we pressed record the all stands for abundant loving life and so I, I personally believe that the universe is abundant and the universe Definitely. does does not know the word no or not or without so if you're saying I do not want this type of job, the universe is just hearing job, job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this type of job. Okay. Exactly. And just serves it up exactly the way that, that you've been putting it out there. Yeah. I love that you speak my language. Yes. Mm. <laughs> cool. Well, you talk about you talk about manifestation and I'm curious, um, what are you, what are your current manifestation habits? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'll be totally brutally honest. I've been traveling a lot lately. So my, my morning rituals and my affirmations and things have slipped a bit, but when I'm being true to what I, um, the goals that I set for myself and the habits I like to have, I have a practice of going through, sometimes it's 10 beliefs. Sometimes it's a couple pages of beliefs and just reading them with like a lot of conviction, a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and, I am someone who has created a vision board. People can hate or love on that as much as they want, but I look at I look at the things I put on it, you know, 3 months ago, 4 months ago and I see how they've already come to be in my life. And Absolutely. It's I mean, it's crazy. Like just starting the podcast and joining Toastmasters, my intention was I want to get on stage, I want to get in front of more people. That's one way that I really want to share this message with the world and immediately I was invited to MC an event at a local a local conference and I got to have a speech as part of that which was something I've never done before. So it was just like the more you focus on things and the more that you that you you know say to yourself that you believe they're possible the more that they do become possible and the quicker I believe. Mm. 
I love that. And so what I heard you say is you you have a vision board, which I think is awesome. Uh, my wife and I have a vision board, and um, I'm actually in my office right now, and to the left of of the windows that I'm st- sitting in front of is my revenue goal. So I have a monthly revenue goal, and I break down exactly where that money is going. So I'm a huge love believer. That. Yeah, and, and envisioning different things. But I heard you say you have a vision board, and then you also do, uh, I guess, beliefs or affirmations. Yes. Wonderful. I love that. I want to recap for those listening. People who want to add some manifestation habits in their lives, they can definitely take some things away from that. Yeah, and a good book to um, to check out. I, I assume that you're just hearing hearing the words that you use. I feel like you're familiar with this person. Mike Dooley has a handful of books that are really, really powerful when it comes to um, understanding how manifestation works and how you can leverage the universe. That's actually the title of one of his books. And another another book that's really good is Conscious Language. Mm. Um, I don't know if you have show notes, if you want to link that up in there. I but will. I'm going to link them both. Are both of those uh, from Mike Dooley? Yeah. And then also Infinite Possibilities, which was kind of like the first of um, of his books. Those are some I want to say conscious titles. language is Mike Dooley. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, I will uh, I will link to all of those in the show notes and um, try to get my hands on a copy as well because that is those are titles and language that really is resonating with me. I love. All yeah, that. it's awesome. Conscious language kind of goes into how the words that we use affect um, the emotions that we have and the things that we create in our life. And there's a list of like eight different empowering words that you can, um, start different belief statements with. So if people are really interested in creating their own affirmations, that's Mm. an awesome place to start. So would something, for example, be using the phrase I am? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I am, I can, I have, I choose, I love Mm. things like that. I can't remember the rest of them right now. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, speaking of of uh, words and power behind them, I wanted to talk about um, a, a statement from your blog that I was reading your the blog article you wrote called "The One Thing You Can Work On Every Day to Have a Better Life," and I was mm. I was reading through it. Obviously, the title caught me. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to learn this one thing. I'm all about that, by the way. Like picking these little uh, habits and these little tools and and trying them on for myself and seeing how they work. Yeah, totally. So I was reading that article and I came across this sentence and it stopped me in my tracks. And I had to look at it again, reread it, really chew on it. And so what I want to do is read that sentence and have you just sort of unpack it and explain it for me. Oh, man, I hope I can remember <laughs> what I was feeling when I wrote it. <laughs> cool. We'll see. We'll see. This will be fun. Um, the sentence was the strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. Mm hmm. I'll read it one more time. The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. And if I remember correctly, it was bold. It was in bold font. So <laughs> That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what does that mean to you? So I actually was coaching someone on this yesterday. This cool. came up in our session. And essentially what it means is like if we have an identity as someone who is depressed, that's who we are. We embody it. It's how people know us. Um, it's how we know how to behave in the world every day. To to go about changing that is not only scary for the obvious reasons, but it's scary because like our actual biological instinct is to 
hold on to who our identity is, what are what we identify as. And so there's a lot of friction that can happen when you're trying to change who you are. So um, un- like understanding that and being patient with that and knowing that you're going to have to kind of come up against that when you're looking to create change in your life is just really important. Does that kind of help mm. explain what it means? Yeah. Yeah. So if I could, if I could try to uh, reiterate to make sure I'm understanding. Sure. So as we go through life and we sort of wear on these beliefs about ourselves, um, our ego really yep. wants to hold on to them. And exactly. even even if the belief we have about ourselves is detrimental to our own health and our own experience of life, we want to hold on to it with everything we have. And when we're confronted with an opportunity or the possibility of shifting that, it can bring up a lot of things within us. And, um, and exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. And as I'm reading it again, the need to stay consistent, because that's one one of the things that I know I've, I've sought in my life is consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with who I understand myself to be, which which for me in my own personal uh, growth and um, I like to call it healing, my my, my personal healing journey um, has been very, very interesting to experience, you know, because you have to let go of certain things, certain thoughts, um, certain beliefs that no longer serve you as you go through the, the, the healing and the growth journey. Totally. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, as I've been going through a very similar journey, as you can imagine. Um, one thing I've had to battle with internally is my humor. What will that look like now as someone who's more conscious, who's more intentional, you know, cause my default was sarcastic, often negative, but you know, in like a mocking way. Uh, but that's where I found humor. You can look at stand up comedians. Most of their content has a negative spin. Um, and so figuring out what that's going to look like for me as I move forward in my life. And I try and leave behind negative thought patterns and things like that. But I don't want to leave behind who I am as, as a humorous individual. That's been a struggle in the identity Mm. department. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Cause you've identified with that, uh, that humor part of yourself. And I guess on a certain level, you like that part of yourself and you don't want to see that shift or change or leave as the rest of you grows and evolves. Exactly. Yeah. That's powerful. What, uh, what other fears have you, have you, uh, worked through and encountered during your personal growth journey? Mm. Probably one of the biggest things that I've had to overcome was my money story or like my fear around, um, the, my ability to make money because if you're becoming an entrepreneur, you need to have confidence that you're able to bring in money. Otherwise, what are you doing? Um, and you know, as, as a corporate employee, I was never really making big bucks. I was what my coach would call like a consistent under earner. So having to realize that I can't wear that badge anymore, I can't identify with that. I need to step into a completely different belief about my ability to make money. That was really hard because it's, it's scary. Like Mm. you don't really trust yourself when you're first trying to shift beliefs. You don't understand, you don't really know how to make money as an entrepreneur before you become one. Um, so that was a lot of, a lot of fear that I had to kind of work through. And do you know what I mean by money story? When I say that, does your audience know? Oh yeah. That was so, so when you said the word story, I thought of Brene Brown. 
Oh, okay. I had the I had the opportunity to hear Brene Brown speak at a conference I went to, and oh, and I'm one jealous. of oh, it was it was great. Um, one of the topics she talked about was the stories that we create about you know what we're experiencing in lives, and how many times those stories are very different than the reality, and those stories can then influence our feelings and our behaviors, all of that. And so when you said money story, in my mind, I th- I thought of that because most likely it wasn't. It was it was a belief you had about your yeah. ability to earn and your ability to generate abundance with your income and that limiting belief, the way that it was manifesting, the way that it was showing up was, you know, the bank account wasn't where you wanted it to be. You might maybe you had money scarcity, you know, maybe you, whenever bills had to become there's some anxiety came up for you or something like that, I imagine. Yeah, totally. Mm. And there's, there's so many different kinds of money stories that people have. You know, money is bad. Wealthy people are bad. You have mm. to suffer to earn money. I'm bad with money. Like there's so many different types of money stories that people work through. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned lately, I, this came to me at a Tony Robbins conference that I attended recently, and it's been so powerful and I go back to it all the time, is that Nothing about your past dictates your future. Like it's so simple. Mm, yeah. But it just hit me in the chest because I was like, oh God, yeah. I'm like even getting emotional right now talking about it. But like nothing about relationships dictate what type of relationships you can or will be in the future. Nothing about your finances dictate what type of money you can make and hold on to and manage in the future. And I just mm. I love going back to that. Yeah. Woo! Absolutely. Now, have you have you had relationships and, and scripting from previous relationships that you've carried into current ones and that you're trying to rescript? Um, I think that I had scripts in my last serious relationship that I had carried from from you know being from my younger relationships. But I mm-hmm. think I learned so much in that one that you know, more recent or, or future relationships, I'm showing up in a totally different way in a much more positive, accepting patient way. It's, it's, (laughs) that's probably one of the biggest things I'm so grateful for about this healing journey as you refer refer to it as, because that's really what happens. Like you heal things that, that were open and wounded in the past. And now I can just be, um, more fulfilled and show up in such a better way. Oh, absolutely. And it's powerful, you know, when when you realize that the experiences of your past no longer hold hold the power over you and that, you know, you're you can create what you want to experience in the present. Exactly. Yes. Mm. I love coming on the show because as much as I say this to my clients, it's such a needed reminder to hear it back from someone else. So I love I love hearing you say it. Very cool. Well, this is, you know, this to me is, is always a really powerful experience to be able to talk with folks who are, in your case, living boldly, but who are also honest with themselves and open and transparent about the journey towards that. Because as you and I were talking about before we hopped on this this uh, this interview, you have to go through some stuff. Totally. You have to like, you got to go in your closet and dig out those skeletons and, and dredge up things from your past in order for you to heal them and release them. And in my opinion, I think thank them for, for showing up in the first place because they showed up for a reason and you can take things from them. And then to go on to create 
you know, your, your ideal version of life. It's really to have it all to go and do those things. So the fact that you are open to talking about those is, is powerful. Yeah. And honestly, I think that there's something so empowering about being able to say, I'm so thankful for that crappy time I went through. I'm so thankful that I got fired or dumped or whatever, you know, the proverbial dumping is for your listeners. Um, To be able to say, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is, is really empowering. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times, you know, you want to, you know, we can talk about playing the victim. And so you can go from that victim state to a highly, a, a, a little more elevated state of um, sort of accepting what, what has, has happened. And, exactly. you know, and then I think an even more elevated state is thanking, is thanking it. Totally agree. Cool. Well, we've been talking about vulnerability a little bit, and I wanted to, to jump into that. Um, again, inspired by a blog article you wrote. This one was called How to, How to Use Discomfort to Achieve Greatness. And mm. you mentioned four different examples of vulnerability, four times that you were vulnerable, which I thought were awesome. Um, you talked about how you went to a book signing for, for Lewis Howes. Um, and for those listening, Lewis Howes is the author of The School of Greatness. And um, I'm going to link to his book as well. It's it's uh, I have it on audiobook and I'm listening to it right now and it's awesome. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so you went there and, and you met him in person and you decided to be bold and ask him to grab some food with you so you could pick his brain a little bit. I thought that was great. And then you talked about being bold and sharing gratitude in front of a large group of strangers. You talk about launching your podcast and um, you also mentioned publicly talking about your relationship with your father. And so those, mm. those are all bold and vulnerable moves. What I want to know is how have you been vulnerable lately? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm. I think that I've actually been really preoccupied lately with a couple different conferences. Um, one, which I mentioned was a Tony Robbins conference. And then I also attended um, one of four conferences that I'll go to this year for a coaching certification program that I'm in. And those type of things, when you go to connect with other people who are on their own, you know, journey of growth or journey of healing. And the only way that you can really get the most out of that experience. And the only way that those people can get the most out of that experience is if you all show up a hundred percent. And that means like bearing some stuff that you might otherwise not want to share. So I think that really, you know, letting myself cry, letting myself share deep, you know, sad, dark things about myself that I want to release and move on from and letting other people have the space to do the same. That's probably the biggest thing that stands out to me as of late. Mm. That's powerful. So Uh, some in-person vulnerability, which is really difficult sometimes. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it can be, um, I'm a part of an accountability group. Um, it's, so I play this, this game, it's called the your day balance game. And it's a, it's a three dimensional game of about health and fitness. And through this game, um, I'm a part of an accountability group. And What's the game called? It's called the your day balance game. That sounds cool. I'm probably going to grill you about that later. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Um, it's, it's changed my life. You know, and that's putting it very, very lightly. Um, and the folks who are listening who know me and who are fans of the podcast and um, know the game are, they understand that it's, you know, I'm putting it lightly when I say it's, it's transformed my life. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, um, yeah, I, I'm in an accountability group, and um, it's called a COI, a Circle of Influence. Uh, that, okay. that phrase was uh, was borrowed from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. And a huge, huge part of what we do in that group is is practice being vulnerable. And just that habit, the habit of vulnerability and being comfortable being uncomfortable has flipped things around for me in, in ways that I've, I never would have experienced. And so you know, when you talk about going into a group setting, especially like you have to have a, a, you know, a big, big pair of cojones to step into a group setting and be vulnerable. Totally. It's and it's uh, it's totally transformative. But yeah, we'll talk about that. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I would love to hear more about that. Now, I'm curious about your uh, your personal self growth, self healing journey and what you've done personally, because, uh, you know, I, I would you know, the coaching you've received, I know that you, you've coached, um, you've been coached, excuse me, um, obviously reading books, attending conferences, but what are the things that you've done yourself that have equipped you to now go, go on and coach others? Mm. Things that I've done, honestly, what you've mentioned pretty much sums it up. Um, really changing my habits and changing the people that I surround myself with and being more intentional about, how I spend my time. You know, I watch so uh, so little television, like mm. almost no television, maybe one to two hours a week max. And that other time I'm either with people, I'm absorbing content in books or podcasts, I'm or I'm working on my business. And I think that being being the type of person who wants change bad enough and who like wants to be the best version of yourself bad enough that you're willing to let go of those things that, that once filled your time and sort of defined who you are and helped you relate to other people, letting those go to sub to substitute them with things like books. Mm. That's been huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. I always, books are always the, the pivotal moments in my life, um, for our work week. And then, you are a badass by Zen, Jen Sincero was what um, introduced me to coaching. So I try and just absorb as much as I can through books. That's really cool. I heard you say two things that I want to, I think are worth repeating habits and environments. Mm. So, like picking up habits and, and releasing habits that don't serve you. And then environments. And you know, I think environments is, is great to talk about because it's not just physical environments. You know, right. most of us have heard the phrase, you are the people that you hang out with. 
So in your mind, you could say, oh, okay, all, all I have to do is change my physical environment, go hang out with different people. But you also mentioned TV and, yep. and the information that we are taking in through our eyes and through our ears and replacing TV, you know, maybe, maybe you like to watch a disempowering show or unhealthy show, uh, but replacing that with something else. And I think that's so, so important to, to talk about because many times we don't think about how the information that we allow to, to come in, again, through our eyes, through our ears, how it impacts us and how it totally. influences us. I'm so glad that you, that you brought that up actually, and that you pulled that from what I'd said, because this is a really important thing that I've talked with a lot of my friends about kind of recently. You know, I used to watch all the shows, huge house of cards fan, huge shameless <laughs> fan, you know, they're really well done shows. Yeah, yeah. And I remember binging on House of Cards when I was living in Saigon and all my friends were at the same time. So we had it to talk about. But then I realized like I felt horrible after watching it. It would come into my dreams. I had these really weird nightmares about, you know, the characters in the show and how they were affecting my life and the characters in my life. And none, I mean, obviously none of it was real, but it had a very big impact on my subconscious. And since giving up shows like that, where there's negative things happening or disempowering things happening, I just find myself a lot more, you know, positive. I feel happier more often. And it's less of a struggle to get my mind in that place. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a principle that I use to, uh, to govern my life. It's, it's called everything is energy. And mm. it's, it's just basically the the, the I love that. Yeah, it's basically the fact that everything we experience in life is is energy and, and it's vibrating at certain frequencies. And so when you think of something like TV and the shows that you mentioned, you know, it it allows you to look at them and release the judgment. You know, we no longer can say that's a good show, that's a bad show, that's a positive show, it's a negative show. Because if you just look at it as energy, then you can simply say, is this show or is this book or is this food or is this person raising my energy or lowering my energy? And then it allows us to just make a decision and say, you know what, I'm fine watching a show like Game of Thrones, which is a show that I, I used to I used to watch all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine watching it, knowing that it lowers my energy, mm -hmm. you know, and then we can just kind of deal with that consequence when it comes. Yeah, I love that. That's really awesome and, and really powerful, especially um, correlating it, not just, you know, from the content, but also the food and the people. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah, I love that so much. Absolutely. You know, and, and you did mention um, it can be tough when you do go on this journey to healing and growth. It can be tough to release some of those things that you've been very used to. And, you know, I'm reminded in my own in my own life and in my own journey, some of the people that I was hanging around and some of the people that, you know, I, I consider very close friends just realizing that they would bring my energy down. And, yeah. and being in that place where you, you say to yourself, man, you know, I feel loyal to these people. I feel I feel like if I if I'm no longer their friend that I've done, you know, then I've I've harmed them in or some way. But then on the other side of the coin, you're like, you know, that by releasing them and, and choosing to surround yourself with different people in different environments, your energy goes up and, you know, your health goes up and all of those different things and how tough it can be to be in that position. Definitely. And you know, another example that, that just came to mind about the, 
the identities that we hold on to and how that can affect the energy that we have in our life. I'm someone who growing up, everyone knew my favorite foods were bread and cheese. Like it's just, (laughs) it's a thing. Anyone who knows me knows bread and cheese. Kim loves that. So coming off of, you know, different books and, and the Tony Robbins, Robbins conference and seeing how to live life at the level that he's living and to serve the people at the level that he's able to, you know, being on stage yelling for 14 hours straight, he's (laughs) got to have pretty high energy Absolutely. and understanding that the food that I put in my body is going to result in a certain energy level. I'm now veering away from all these things that I held on to, not just because they tasted good, but because they were part of my identity. Mm. And that's been a really obvious shift. You know, I, I had loves everything cheese or something like that in my social media profiles. And I'm having to change that. And it seems oh, wow. so simple, but it's like part of my identity that I'm releasing because I genuinely want to have so much more energy every day for my business, for my relationships for my body in general. And so it's just, it's really interesting, really timely. Yeah. You know, and what I find interesting is that you may have experienced this or you might experience this in the future. As you do make those shifts, people will judge it. You know, folks who, and and I think judgment can only happen when you're judging yourself on the same level. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if somebody sees you change your social media profile and remove the piece about cheese, you know, they may think, oh, well, look at, you know, look at Kimberly. She thinks she's so high and mighty. But I, I find that fascinating that as I've gone through my journey and as I'm sure you've gone through yours, um, you, you experience some judgment and it could be some, some vicious judgment from, from folks as you are making choices that are improving your health, you know, improving your energy, raising your energy. Um, it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing to see happen. Yep. Agreed. Mm. So I want to talk about habits real quick. Um, Like I mentioned, uh, I play this game, the Your Day Balance game. And um, one of the big things we talk about is our habits, you know, because habits make up, you know, that that's what we are made up of as a collection of habits. And so I am curious for you, what is one habit that makes the biggest difference in sustaining your health? Mm. My health. I'm like physical health, mental health, emotional health. <laughs> yeah. Because I have habits for each of those. You know, uh, so like I, I like to, to like I said, mentioned earlier, pick that one thing. You know, if I could take one thing and put it in my pocket from from you around habits, what would that be? Um. Okay. I have one. It's the first thing that comes to mind. So <clears throat> we're going to go with it. I have started eating or drinking, I should say, a green smoothie every morning. I even like packed my ingredients and brought it to LA with me last week and brought my magic bullet. I'm like that person now um, who packs their magic bullet (laughs) in their podcast mic in their suitcase. And, you know, there's something about knowing that I'm going to start my day with something healthy. And this is coming from, you know, the bagel lover. So this is a huge deal. Um, Knowing that I'm going to start my day with something healthy. And then also knowing that I'm the type of person who can be consistent with starting her day with something healthy, that's been really powerful for me Um, on both like a subconscious level and also just a physical level. I feel better starting my day with um, a green smoothie rather than a bagel and cream cheese. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty simple, but it's been, 
it's been rewarding and and notable for me. What have been some of the rewards that you've experienced? Um, definitely energy and uh, seeing that I'm capable of creating a new habit, like understanding I have that capacity is really important. Uh, that's that's one thing that I talk with my clients a lot about is is start small, you know, baby steps. You make that two millimeter shift. And if you can just stick with one thing, then you're going to build that confidence and you're going to build that trust in your own word to know that you can stick with the next habit that you want to change. And so realizing realizing that I have that capability has been really, really rewarding, like I said, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like building that that momentum, that, that snowball, you know, you exactly. get, get a couple of small wins and it leads to something, something huge. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any major shifts that have happened in your life that have been the result of a lot of little teeny habit shifts here and there that you could talk about? Hmm. Well, I would say little teeny, honestly, if this might not answer your question directly, but I can look back on the past three years of my life and see how, you know, taking a certain position and befriending certain people that I connected with through that. And then showing up at a certain conference because I met those people and like all these little things that are connected and little decisions that I made, which didn't seem life-changing at the time, but they compounded over the past three years to bring me through and, um, to the relationships that I've had and the struggles that I've had to where I am now, you know, Mm. the bold life movement started in part because I did a really kind of outrageous thing when I was on a trip to a conference and my friends were like, you need to write about that. And then it also started because I went to that conference and I was really impacted by the people that were there. And I think that like, those little things compounded have have helped me shift my entire way of thinking, my entire view on the world, and I'm really grateful for that. Mm, so it sounds like you experienced major shifts when you were taking action. Yes. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah, uh, that resonates. Thank you for simplifying <laughs> that long-winded answer. <laughs> no, it, it, it resonates with me because, and I tell this story to anybody who will listen um, about the times in my life when I've taken action and how it has created a domino effect. And sure. the I, ripple effect is Yeah. So- yeah. And, and you know, I, I I've been in this, I don't even know, five year long season in my life of saying yes to things. Mm, and it's yeah. been incredible. Just, you know, five years ago I said yes to one thing and it led me down a path I never would have have imagined. And so that's what what, what came to mind when you talked about your experience. And it was just, you know, saying yes to things and taking action and, and, and doing without necessarily knowing what the outcome might be, but just doing it anyway. And then um, you, you just see your life unfold. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that um, one thing to note about the saying yes, I'm a huge advocate for taking action and and trying things that scare you and, and getting out there, but also understanding when it is okay to say no. Mm. Um, you know, whether that's because you, you're saying, you don't want to be saying yes, just because it's to please other people. You want to make sure you're always saying yes for yourself. And so just seeing the the differentiator there. I'm happy you brought that up. And that's something that I saw on your website, you know, learning how and when to say no, because Mm -hmm. it is important because you can be a yes person and just overload your, your, 
yourself um, with commitments that you've made to other people that don't necessarily serve you or empower you. And exactly. So, you know, yeah. Having boundaries is so yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, Kimberly, what does it look like for you to have it all in your life? Oh, man, that is a great question. I honestly, I really feel like what having it all means is when your expectations or your blueprint for what life is supposed to look like matches what your actual life is looking like. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go out and change everything about your life to match what you think the it should look like, but maybe making shifts about what your expectations are and, and getting real about that. Um, I can give you an example. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let me try and explain that a little bit more. If my blueprint was that to be successful, I needed to be running a business and working in that business 14 hours a day, which is basically what all the other entrepreneurs that I surround myself with, Uh, are doing. So that to me, that could be my blueprint. Like I'm not going to be successful unless I look like that. But the truth is like me, Kim, I have a really strong need for variety and spontaneity in my life. And I think that that sometimes outweighs my, my craving for career success. So there's always going to be friction if like I'm trying to satisfy my need for variety, but I'm also thinking, well, I'm supposed to be working 15 hours today. So something needs to shift. And often if we can just kind of shift what the expectation is and take um, simultaneous action to try and align those things, then to me having that balance is what having it all is like. Mm. I like that. And and do you have it all? I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I think that uh, balancing focus is a really big thing I'm working on in 2016. Um, I know that whenever I focus on something, it happens. Like if I focus on leaving my job and creating a life that looks like X, it happened. If I focus on starting a podcast, never had a podcast before, but that's okay. <laughs> it happens. You know, things that I, where your focus goes, energy flows. I don't know if you've heard that before. I have and, it, but I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's good and it's pretty accurate. And so for me, I'm trying to find balance between focusing on my business and still lending focus to my relationships, you know, because that's always been a really big uh, part of my life. I value my relationships often above all else, mm-hmm. relationships and experiences. So finding the balance between those, um, once I hit that, I think I'll feel truly like I have it all. I mean, there's a lot of amazing things that I have to be grateful for in my life. So I know I'm on the right path. Mm, that's beautiful. And and not having known you for very long, I can say that, um, yes, you definitely do value relationships and experiences because before we hopped on our, our interview, you were talking about how you moved overseas and you lived overseas for a while. And so that's the experiences part. And then you came yeah. back because of your dog. And yeah. that's, the, that's the relationships part. And I, I I get it. I was gone for just like a week and a half last week and it felt like forever because I missed her so much. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, Kim, as we come to a close, I want, I want you to have an opportunity to give people something that they can take away, something, um, that they can learn from your story and implement into their own lives. Sure. Yeah. 
So I, I shared a little bit about my story on the show today. And um, I think that it can be powerful to dive deeper into that so people can see exactly how I went from completely miserable at my job to living abroad to having the business that I have now and and honestly like the circle of people that I have now everything and I think getting steps for that is really valuable so I have a free training that's on my website right now it's a four-part audio series and um, people can get access to that they just go to theboldlifemovement.com slash free and enter their email address and they'll they'll start getting emails almost immediately. So I think that, you know, understanding how they can implement the same sort of change or how they can apply a similar shift in their life is really valuable. Mm. And I will link to that in the show notes. Awesome. So cool. there will be a link there. And um, wow, Kimberly, thank you. This has been a really fun Fun, enlightening, just powerful conversation. Yeah, I can't wait to get to know you further. Honestly, this was so much fun for me. So, you know, I look forward to staying in touch for sure. Very cool. Well, um, as we do come to a close, I want you to have an opportunity to talk about where people can go to learn about you. Sure. So if you just hit hit up theboldlifemovement.com, um, you'll see my story there and you can connect with me on all the social medias. All the links will be in the footer there as well. And anyone can email me or, or ping me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm, I'm pretty responsive. So I love connecting with people. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I'll say it one more time. Everything will be linked in the show notes. And uh, with that, Kimberly, thank you so, so much for, thank you, Matthew. for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, that's right. We are one of the shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you have to do is visit www.firesidenetwork.com forward slash having it all. From there, you can access all of the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, we also have a standalone website for Having It All, where you can learn about me, discover how we further our mission at Having It All, and pick up some free content around creating your ideal life and just experiencing life more powerfully. You can find that at www.havingitall.co. Again, that's www.havingitall.co. Thanks again for listening to the show. Here's to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.